Welcome to my AP Biology Thoughts podcast. My name is Srimer Zavi, and I'm your host for episode 54 called Cell Structure and Function, Movement Organelles. So today, we'll be discussing cilia and flagella, which are known as the movement organelles of the cell due to their importance in the movement and locomotion of cells through different means. I'll start off by giving an introduction to cilia and flagella, so basically talking about their structure and what they both are exactly. Afterwards, I'll go through the variety of functions that cilia and flagella partake in and, you know, take on. Finally, I'll place cilia and flagella into the broader scope of cell structure and function and expand a little bit on their importance and finish off by quickly presenting the consequences if cilia and flagella are absent in the cell. All right, so let's get started. So what are cilia and flagella exactly? Well, they're basically tube-like appendages that allow for motion in eukaryotic and prokaryotic cells. Cilia are found in both animals and microorganisms, but not in most plants. Flagella are used mostly for mobility in bacteria, which are prokaryotic, as well as gametes of eukaryotes. So they both are greatly involved with locomotion sorts of functions, but they serve such functions in different manners. So let's get into each individually, cilia and then flagella. So cilia, they're small hair-like protuberances on the outside of eukaryotic cells. They're responsible for locomotion, either of the cell itself or of fluids on the cell surface. They're also involved in mechoreception, so the ability of an animal to detect and respond to certain kinds of stimuli. Even though cilia and flagella look very simple when you see, you know, images of them online or just hear about what they look like and, you know, how they're just hair-like, it's way more complex than that, uh, which is, you know, the case for everything in this unit and cell structures. So a cilium is made up of microtubules coated in plasma membrane. The microtubules are small hollow rods made of the protein tubulin. Each cilium contains nine pairs of microtubules, forming the outside of a ring, and two central microtubules. This structure is known as an axoneme. The microtubules within this axoneme are held together by cross-linking proteins. Between the nine outer pairs are motor proteins called dienines. These dienines are flexible molecules that allow the cilia to be motile. So basically allow them to move. As the proteins which you know which hydrolyze ATP for energy as these proteins uh, are activated they undergo conformational changes which allow for complex movements which cause the bending in the cilia mass these microtubules slide moreover these cilia are very small they measure only 0.25 micrometers in diameter and 20 micrometers in length and a micrometer is one millionth of a meter so obviously they're extremely small uh, they're generally found in large numbers on the cell surface and beat back and forth to create movement, kind of like ores. So these are more unknown, but they're also non-motile cilia, so basically cilia that don't that can't move. And these have different structures. So they don't have uh, those center microtubule structures or the dynein arms, which is why they can't move. Flagella are also hair-like organelles. They have longer and less numerous protrusions, and these flag- and these flagella are used by cells and microorganisms for movement. Specialized flagella in some organisms are also used as sensory organelles that can detect changes in temperature and pH. 
So the structures and patterns of movement of these flagella in prokaryotic and eukaryotic cells are actually you know, different. Uh, eukaryotes have you know, one to many flagella which move in a whip-like way. That's, that's, if we search a flagella, that's generally the images that we'll see. The core is a bundle of nine pairs of microtubules surrounding two central microtubules, just like the cilia. The sliding of these microtubules causes movement. So, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to get so far into it because these eukaryotic flagella basically have the same structure as cilia, or at least very, very similar structure. But bacterial flagella are different in that they are helically shaped structures that contain the protein flagellin. The base of the flagellum near the cell surface is attached to the basal body, and the flagellum rotates in a clockwise or counterclockwise direction, kind of like a propeller. So like cilia, eukaryotic flagella depend on ATP for energy, while prokaryotic flagella get energy from this proton motive force across the cell membrane. So there you have the structure, and you know what these movement organelles are now. So now I'll dive a little deeper into uh, their functions. So let's talk about cilia first. They are important in locomotion, so the movement of the cell itself or of other substances and objects that go past the cell. In organisms known as ciliates, cilia are responsible for the movement of the, you know, the whole organism, the actual organism, such as in the unicellular protus paramecium. Uh, in this, cilia are responsible for the movement of the organism and feeding. Uh, cilia can help to remove contaminants from organs or tissues by helping to move fluids over the cell. The lining of the nasopharynx and the trachea are covered in cilia, as the ciliated epithelial cells remove mucus, bacteria, and other debris from the lungs. The cilia are even present in the lining of the fallopian tubes, as they help in fertilization by the movement of the egg towards the uterus. The non-motile cilia that I was discussing earlier, they serve as the sensory apparatus for cells by detecting signals. They play roles in sensory neurons, so they can be found in the kidneys to sense urine flow and the eyes on the photoreceptors of the retina where they function to transport vital proteins from the inner segment of the photoreceptor to the outer segment by sensing and initiating this movement. I won't get into these, but cilia also provide habitats for symbiotic microbiomes in animals and are also known to filter, clear, localize, select, and aggregate bacteria, as well as control adhesion for ciliated surfaces. So now obviously that was a lot, but let's just continue with the functions of flagella. So flagella are typically used to propel a cell, you know, chiefly bacteria and the ones that most of us know, sperm, through liquid. However, flagella have many other specialized functions. Like some eukaryotic cells use flagellum to increase reproduction rates. Other eukaryotic and bacterial flagella are used to sense changes in the environment, such as temperature or pH disturbances. They can also be found in sponges and other aquatic species to help move water for respiration. Eukaryotic flagella can even serve as sensory organelles. There's honestly way more that scientists, as I said before, are trying to uncover about the functions of these movement organelles, but these are the main functions that we know of at the moment. Like, flagella may also be used as a secretory organelle, but scientists aren't exactly sure how yet. So yeah, those were the functions of the cilia and flagella. Now I'm going to just quickly end it off by placing these movement organelles into the entire context of cell structure and function, and this will be, you know, a very, very short uh, segment. So both prokaryotic and eukaryotic cells contain cilia and flagella, which aid in cell movement and the movement of substances around cells along tracks. 
Without selenium flagellose, cells would pretty much be unable to move to attain food and nutrients. The cell cycle would be affected. Proteins wouldn't really function properly. Reproduction would likely not occur. Cell communication would be affected. Uh, the mucus and you know different other contaminants would not move past the cell and would affect or could kill the cell if they're not removed off the surface. Homeostasis and the entrance of water and or solutes into the and out of the cell would be affected and could harm the cell due to the cell not being able to swim away or you know the cell not being able to swim away to avoid even like invaders that could kill the cell. The transport of different important proteins and bacteria will not occur without uh, sodium flagella. The cells wouldn't be able to really detect signals, which would greatly affect cell communication and overall react overall does you know the cells reaction to stimuli. So basically what I'm trying to get at is that cells they need sodium flagella. They would not live very long without them. And so since sodium flagella are so significant and important for the overall function of the cell, they are also indirectly significant and at times directly, but they are significant nonetheless for the sustenance of all the other organelles within the cell. And yeah, so that's all I got for today. I hope that uh, you all learned a little bit about psyllium flagella and how important they are to cell function and homeostasis. So thank you for listening to this episode of my AP Biology Thoughts. Uh, for more soon run podcasts and digital content, make sure that you visit www.hvspn.com. That's www.hvspn.com. And always remember, learning new things doesn't have to be challenging. It's really easy once you have a goal in mind and a purpose for everything you do. Thank you and see you later.